0: Blog Talk Radio Welcome to the Coco Express Network. 23rd, we are well into springtime, and I'm still waiting to see spring, but, you know, I'm accepting the days as they come. I have to tell you, I love music, and I love to read a good book, and today's show is about a good book, okay? Um, it's really interesting. For me, the book has to be something that's going to capture my attention long enough for me to get all the way through to the last page, and I have to admit, I read this book in one night. That's how good it was. So I have with us today the author of the book, Lies, Vanessa D. Wertz. And I, you know, would like to first thank her for a few things. I want to thank her for writing this amazing book. I want to thank her for serving our country because she is and she used to be in the military, so she has been serving and protecting us in ways that we can't even begin to imagine. And I want to take the opportunity to thank her. And I want to kind of quiet down on my chatter and let Vanessa start to tell us um a little bit about herself and then we're gonna really get into this book. This book is something else. Vanessa, welcome.
1: Thank you so much, and thank you for that wonderful introduction.
0: You are quite welcome. Much deserving.
1: Well, thank you. Well, as you said, I'm Vanessa Wertz and I am the author of the new novel, Lies, my current project. I am also uh, a military veteran, as you said, but I'm also in ministry, in church. I'm a Christian, I'm a mother. And I am very passionate about encouraging women to understand their value and to um, even understand how much God loves them. And it's just this book, Lies, is really my love letter to women, especially to single women who are in that relationship struggle. And I'm based in the Washington, D.C. area.
0: Okay, great. So you're not originally from Washington, D.C.?
1: No, I'm actually from Birmingham, Alabama, born and raised.
0: Okay, okay, excellent. Now, um, what made you go into the military right after um, high school?
1: I actually, uh, my brother is a couple of years older than me, and he went into the military after high school. And I wanted to go to college right after high school, but I wasn't able to go for financial reasons. And my brother Talked about the military and how well he liked it so I said well let me try the military so it wasn't that I was also oh patriotic at first you know I was 17 mm-hmm. years old at the time my mother signed for me to go in but I definitely found that it is such a great way to get started when either you know financial for financial reasons you can't go mm-hmm. straight to school or if you don't know exactly what you want to do right away, I found it to be very rewarding. And, of course, now I'm the biggest patriot ever. And um, I just <laughs> love what the military bred in me, the discipline, the um, standing for a cause, and even, if necessary, dying for a cause, as so many service members do. Okay.
0: Thank you so it was much. It great I mean, ride. Thank you for answering that call. And um, you also answered another call, the call of ministry. How did that come about?
1: Now, I definitely did not see that coming. Um, (laughs) I felt like I did not. So in 2004, so I was raised in church, and I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into my heart um, when I was 12 years old. But always felt that pull, and um, in 2004 i was in a church service in birmingham alabama visiting my mother and i just felt like the lord said vanessa tell my people i love them and i was just bawling and i said what does that mean i don't know what that means and at the time i was not going to church
0: every Mm -hmm. sunday
1: there was Mm -hmm. a time in my life after i left um high when i went into the military Where I didn't go to church at all. And then it got to a point where maybe I went once a month, you know, and so I was not in a place where I was serving the Lord, I would say, in church. So when I got that call in 2004, I was like, oh, this is just like too much for me. And then to top that, I was a single woman living my life, having relationships, and still doing what people do, men and women do in relationships, right? So I didn't feel worthy of that call. But I um joined a church in 2010 and when I joined that particular church um and I'm still a member there now, my life just took a different turn. And what I mean by that is I just really began to sense the Lord in a brand new way and understand the forgiveness and the love of God and it just changed my whole life and in that place is where the elevations began to happen and the actual licensing began to happen for ministry.
0: That is that's wonderful and amazing and I'm seeing and listening to you I'm I'm putting together some pieces about the book so okay. we'll get into that as well. Now you, um, you believe in, you know, helping women achieve health, healthy self-image. And, um, I mean, other than the ministry, you know, how do you go about that? I mean, outside of the church, how other than writing books, do you, uh, you know, speaking engagements and stuff like that?
1: Well, I, you know what? I, I believe my ministry is outside of the church, to be honest. Not that there are not women in church who would need this same uh, ministry. However, um, I just I just strongly believe that um, the work is outside the four walls of the church. And I did, it was my first book, because this is my second book. With the first book, it launched in, well, it released in 2009, uh, the following year, I did a campaign, and I did that online. It was called Campaign Take Six, and it was for women to step back from, if they were not in a relationship, to step back and really just spend some time getting to know who you are, forgiving yourself for anything that you feel like you've done that um, has is impacting your life now where you don't feel worthy, you don't feel enough, for whatever is going on in your life. So I did a a campaign that launched online. I did um, an interview on the Tom Joyner Morning Show with Jackie Reed, and it really took off from there. And it was all web-based where I would log in and do like a blog once a week. And, you know, the followers, everybody followed for about six months, and then we ended. But during that six-month period, it was about don't start any new relationships, just really focusing on yourself and the on the, what's going on on the inside of you, and just kind of trying to bring about that healing process from things from your past, and and really setting standards to move forward in your life, especially as it relates to men and relationships. So oh, I've, I've, I started that amazing. back then. Mm-hmm.
0: hmm mm-hmm. Yes, that's I, I. That's amazing because. Those are that's important and that's amazing to start the kind of campaign. It's, it's really
1: great. You know, and I found that um, it was interesting with the different groups of women and and looking at the age categories for women. I would say more along my age. I'm forty seven, and and maybe more seasoned than me. They had comments. I would get emails from women. They had comments, but they were not desperate, but they were in a place where they didn't have hope that they would have a relationship again, especially not a relationship that would lead to marriage. So they were doing other things to fulfill their lives. And then younger women didn't feel like, maybe women in their 20s, didn't feel like it was quite the thing for them to do, to stop having relationships, to focus on themselves so, I mm-hmm. just you know, I was like, "Wow, this is quite interesting. I didn't expect that disparity and um but we continued on those that wanted to work through the program, who could see themselves just like, "Okay, I need a break from this whole relationship scene because you know, hurt piles on top of hurt on top of hurt, and then it really kind of it can diminish self value, and so we worked through that, but it was interesting to see how the different age groups saw that kind of process.
0: Okay, I can I can kind of understand exactly what you mean by, you know, um, women who are a little bit more seasoned have a different perspective than women who are younger. However, there are so many similarities to those particular groups, and it makes it really interesting. So I know that must have been, I, I guess, an amazing experience for you.
1: It really was. And, you know, women even shared their hearts with me in terms of, Uh, sexual abuse from their past, and just really the things at the core of their hurt, the things that led to maybe promiscuity and relationships, you know, in relationships that were unhealthy over the years. So I mean the the campaign revealed things that I never expected to come out of and it was such a blessing and we each week when I blogged I also posted a scripture and you know we just I just really talked about whatever the Lord placed on my heart about the different topics we went through over the course of the 6 months.
0: Oh, okay, that's that. I wish I would have known about that. <laughs> I would have participated definitely. You know, it's really interesting um you know, that you would would say that because right now we're in a, a time where um, I think that people don't really understand what relationships really are anymore. So, you know, it's just really interesting to me.
1: Well, I'm excited to hear that because I know even on my job, my full-time job, There's a lot of women and we sit around and we have these conversations and we want to take those conversations, especially about relationships and how to get it right and how do you get married if you want to be married and have children. You know how how does that happen? It happens mm-hmm. for some, but not for the majority. You know there's a lot of single women out here, and we always talk about how do we get this on a broader scale? How do we really talk about this in a productive way that leads to results and um you know I, I would this is definitely a time for that type of conversation, but I think it all comes back to us what do we want as women what do you really want cuz you can't change men and they're not the problem you know it takes both sides to come to some i don't even know if it's an agreement or consensus but it takes both sides to have a dialogue really mm-hmm. about this relationship thing mhm
0: yes you're absolutely right i believe there there has to be understanding um and that and it ha- you have to meet in the middle with understanding because you can't be on your side of the 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 issue and he's on his side of the issue You're all looking At the opposite direction you're not going to see each other So yeah There has to be something in the middle Now with that In mind I wanted to You know delve into the book But I also wanted to understand How the book became um, Your baby Your second baby Um, And (laughs) And in that, I mean, you um you published it through Higher Round Publishing. That's your own publishing company? Yes. Now, I'm very interested in, in understanding, you know, what made you decide to publish it on your own and not go through someone else?
1: Okay. So, well, that wasn't the initial goal. But in my research for publishing, because so I didn't go to school for writing, but I did take a writing course, college level course. And so, you know, I said, well, this is enough foundation and as I began to develop the novel, I actually found that I had a talent for telling a story and that was a surprise to me. <laughs> but um I, I I always wanted to write book after reading so many novels. I wanted mm-hmm. to write my own story, you know, a story of my own. And I found that I needed to do a little bit of research about the publishing process because I talked around in that whole, um, that industry. I I met a couple of independent publishers and it sounded like getting an agent was the challenge for most writers because everybody's writing a book. And I said, well, what happens if I can't get an agent? And I met, also I met a lot of writers who still had manuscripts that had never been published And I said, oh, my, that can't happen because I have this story in me that I want to tell, and I don't want it to be hindered by me not having an agent that could lead me to a major publishing house, right, Mm -hmm. and them actually deciding to publish me. So I consulted with another independent publisher and learned the steps needed in self-publishing, and I bought a couple of books and read up on it, and I just did it myself. And I got this distribution through Ingram, you know, a major distribution center. So, uh, yeah, so I can have the book pretty much anywhere in print. And so it just worked out for me. But a lot of research, and I didn't want to wait for someone to decide my work was worthy to
0: mm-hmm. be on the market. Oh, well, I have to tell you, it definitely is. <laughs> oh, thank oh, you so much. Is. You're welcome. Now, we're going to get into the book. How did you come up with the inspiration for the book? Did it happen through the, um, the 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 program that you had, or was it something that was just burning inside you that you wanted to share?
1: You know what? The program was from the original book and the original, the, the first novel. The first novel mm-hmm. led to that campaign. But before that first novel became My Baby, I was trying to figure out do all men lie. That was my question. Do all men lie? So I did a little research. I went out to some sports bars and just started asking random men questions about relationships and what do they want out of relationships. And I just I never got the same answer. They were all similar but just as we all are unique individuals all of their answers were unique. So I said, okay, so women can never, there's no, like, right answer that's a blanket answer for all women. So I said, okay, and that's how actually me going out to um, sports bars, that was supposed to lead to an article. The mm-hmm. article actually never got written. It turned into the first book. And then the okay. book led to the campaign, and then I still had the question after that, do all men lie because I my last three dating scenarios there was always there was still even in my forties encountering these relationships that had so much dishonesty even from the beginning. Are you married no? Three months later, I'm going through a divorce and I'm separate, <laughs> really separated. It's just like, it's like, are you kidding? And then there was a, the one of the other relationships that was um, the guy. I'm assuming he had a car because we met at a gas station. He approached me in line, and for three months, I never saw a car. So i was just like, you know, okay. Do all men lie? And I just felt like that was the burning question even from the very beginning. But what I found in really just inquiring to the Lord actually it's not it doesn't even matter if men lie. Because what is a greater problem is the lies that you believe as a woman. Do you believe that you will never get married? Do you believe that if you are a Christian woman, who wants to wait until marriage to have sex, do you believe that there's a man who will wait for you? If you tell yourself no, that's the travesty for your life because then all of your actions will line up with the lie you believe. So stop believing those lies. Tell yourself the truth. Tell yourself, yes, I do want love and commitment, and then don't settle for sex and indifference. I do believe that a man will wait for me, that I am—I offer enough, I bring enough to the table with just who I am as a person, that someone will see the value in that and wait for me. It may not be their decision when they meet me, but after meeting me and understanding where I am, then maybe they decide, well, you know what, this is the woman for me or I'm going to try this. Believe that that's possible. Stop believing the lie. And believe, tell yourself the truth, and believe that. Okay, all right.
0: That is all I can say is thank you, <laughs> because we really need to hear this. There's so many instances. I mean, that I hear on a regular basis about the stuff that's going on out here. You know, the 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 different stories and the drama and. I I am not married. I'm single, but I'm like, okay, that's what y'all got going on out there. I am going to involve myself in some worthy prospects, um, you know, and leave it like that. But, you know, it's sad in some respects because of the fact that you have so many beautiful people out here. And I believe that God intends for us to have a companion, but the right companion. And we just got to just, we got to chill and and let it happen the way it's supposed to. That's my story. I'm sticking to it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. And you know what? I have that same mindset. And there are a lot of women who want to be that way. They say it, but there's a challenge with actually walking in it. And I've had that challenge for a long time. And with this new understanding and revelation, I wanted Mm -hmm. to share it. And I felt like telling it in a novel and not a self-help book, but a novel, taking a young lady on a journey that so many women have and then having this inspiration come in through the character Sister Ruth and Mm -hmm. really just mentoring her through this stuff, not judging her, but encouraging her instead, but giving her wisdom and teaching her through the process. That's how I wish I had someone, you know, inspire me, and Mm -hmm. I wanted to do that myself to other women.
0: Well, I believe that you are accomplishing that goal with the book itself, because I have to say that from the onset, I was really intrigued because I'm looking at, you know, you, you are, you know, in the ministry, and... I wonder if it's difficult for her to write on the subject matter, but these are the ways of the world. This is what goes on in the world. And it's not like you're um, living in biblical times right now, writing a book about today. You are in the world, and these are the things that are going on. So, you know, and I wanted to ask um, was it easy for you to kind of like pin all the different scenarios in this book, or did you have any kind of uh, conflict while
1: doing it? I had great conflict, and I didn't have conflict because I didn't want to put myself out there. I had conflict because of the judgment that can come from the church. Mm, my, my first book mhm, my first book was so this is a second edition. I renamed the story. I took the first book, and I expanded it. I ended it. The first book had a cliffhanger, and I never followed up with the sequel. So I took the first book, expanded the story, added new characters. The message is the same, but I softened the tone, and um, now we have lies. But with the first book, I got a lot of um, judgment from church people, and Mm -hmm. so This time around, I really feel like the Lord was inspiring me to do it again, to tweak the first book and do Mm -hmm. it again. But I really was apprehensive because I was like, I feel like that same thing will happen again. But you know what? It only matters what Jesus says or or Mm -hmm. how he feels about it. And I said, you know what, Vanessa, get beyond yourself. Put it out there, even if it's only one person that it helps It was all worth it. And so I did. I'm glad I did go ahead and just put it all out there on the line. Well,
0: I'm glad that you did, too, because of the simple fact that you didn't you made the book open to all, not just the Christian women, because, as you know, um, women who like to read books, they'll open up a book not knowing what they're going to get. And when they open up your book and they read your book, they get a lesson. There are several different scenarios that are played out in the book that I found really interesting. And there was, and it's a teachable book also. So you learn as you read because you're traveling with your main character, Bobby, through all of these different scenarios. Some of it you can see coming, and some of it you're like, oh, I've been there, did that. And and then some of it you're like, I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one coming. And that's really the good part about it and then when you bring in the um because throughout the whole entire book you can see that she's doing her thing and she's going through her thing and there's even mention of her you know she's gone to church online or you know on tv or whatever the case may be she hadn't really gone into a a building an actual building in a while and She goes into the, you know, and you don't have the preaching throughout the whole book. You get to a certain point when she does enter into the Lord's house, how then you get the word, you know, and you get it in such a very kind and passionate way that it compels you to really, really, really want to change and want to be better. That's what I got from it.
1: Oh, wow, that was so, I I wish I was recording this, and I think my son is recording for me because you just spoke everything in my heart for this book. That is exactly what the intention was, everything you just said. And if it can be received like that from most people, then thank you, Jesus, (laughs) because that is the full purpose for it. You know, because real life is lived like, by, I mean, a lot of singles are living like Bobby. A lot of Christian singles are having mm-hmm. those struggles. She's flawed, like like all of us. She's mm-hmm. flawed, and I didn't want that, you know, the judgment on it. I didn't want her to be perfect because none of us are. And so for you to get that and not know me and just to get that from the pages as you turn them That just touches my heart.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm glad. You know, and I just, you know, and I really like the part and the actual letters that Ruth writes to her. Mm -hmm. You can just peel those letters out and you can probably. Send that to someone else that you know because of the simple fact that it is geared towards all women who are struggling or who are trying to come out of something or have been through a great deal of things. You know, when she explains to her that she is worthy, she is, you know, a beautiful, a wonderful person, and, you know, it takes time to get past and get through. The part that I like the most, and you can tell that I really... <laughs> Joy, the book. I'm so excited. When, when, when she talked about forgiveness, now that is something that we all really need to learn. I mean, really learn how to truly forgive. Forgive the other person, whether, you know, you want to or not. You have to forgive the other person and forgive yourself. Those are the two things I think we struggle, each and every one of us struggle with on a daily basis. Yes. Yeah.
1: And those are the the theme, the two themes, those are the most important. You know what? You can tell this story because (laughs) you, everything, yes, this is exactly what this whole book was written for also, the themes of forgiveness and love, you know, for that to be the basis because so many of us, like you said, we struggle with that, and even the dedication of the book is to everyone who needs forgiveness. The Mm -hmm. love, grace, and mercies of God run deep. You know, for that, because sometimes you can feel like you don't deserve to be forgiven for something you've done, or you mm-hmm. feel like someone else doesn't deserve to be forgiven, or you don't feel like you're, you can even be forgiven from God that, for something that you've done, if that matters to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's time for to let go, and it's hard, but it's necessary to let go and- of things that have been done to you and even things you hold against yourself.
0: Yes, and the amazing part of it is she had her Boaz, but she didn't know it because she was so busy looking at the the shiny object. Yes. And, you know, that was the interesting part. Like I said, I read the book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm loving this, yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I thought that was really interesting because I knew right away that That would be the one. But, you know, it was really interesting to see how it came to be. And I really, you know, it was just really good just to see this book because it is a book that has been played out. The story has been played out, I think, in every woman's life over and over and over again. How many times have we gotten in a relationship and it ended? And then we went back to the same stupid, tight mess thinking he's going to get a different result from the same mess, and it doesn't happen. And then we're really burnt, we're really tired, and, you know, you have nothing to show for the the, the time you've
1: wasted. It's so true. And it's just such a real story. And I even get excited about it like I didn't even write it because, and you talk about her Boaz, I have not had that experience yet But Mm -hmm. that's what I see for me. You know, I see Mm -hmm. that, and I know that it's coming. And so I just wrote to what I saw playing out in my own life. No, he's not perfect either. And there's Mm -mm. a scene in there that lets you, you don't even know what he really did in that one scene at the wedding. Yes, yes. you don't really know what he did, Mm -hmm. but he's not perfect. And I plan to do a sequel to this book, you know, so Yes, it's it's just um, I really hope that um, those who can use this kind of story will actually purchase the book and and find healing in it, encouragement Mm -hmm. in it, validation in it, you know.
0: Yes, because I did, because after I turned that last page and I read, you know, the last page and then how, you know, if you like the story and so on, I said thank you. All I can say is thank you. This is a book that, you know, it just feeds every woman's spirit, whether she's married or single or in a relation, committed relationship. It feeds you. It feeds your soul. It gives you what you need to move forward. And I, that was all I could say. I said this is a book that was necessary, that is necessary.
1: Wow. That is so awesome and so exciting because, you know, when you put yourself out there for people to read anything you've written or anything created, you don't Mm -hmm. know if they're going to receive it based on your intentions. And everything you're saying in this interview where my intentions and my heart poured out, you know, on paper, and even in those letters, it's like, I'm like, this is my love letter to, mm-hmm. to women, and I hope they can hear and just feel like the heart of a person, of this woman who's writing these letters to this main character, that they can actually receive it for themselves as they read it, like it actually hits them in the heart, you know, for mm-hmm. their own yes. life and own situation.
0: Yes, yes, and... Like I said, well, most people that know me, they know that I kind of like don't mess around with lies. (laughs) I just tell the truth and I tell it based on, you know, the truth. And, you know, I don't cut corners and stuff. Sometimes I could be a little hard on people, but I just tell you the truth. I tell you straight. And this particular book, I'm you know, and I've read dozens and dozens of Christian books, Christian fiction. And like I said, I turned the page and turned the page and turned the page and turned the page and the book was over.
1: Wow. And I'm like,
0: okay, the book is finished. Now what? (laughs) 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 And I did it in one night. So it was really good. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, and it's really, there. The things, like the different things, people need to go get the book so they can understand. This is a really good book club book because it opens up dialogue. It opens up the opportunity to have dialogue about relationships between men and women, relationships between women, um, relationships between mother and daughter, relationships between men and men you know it's a really good book that opens up a lot of ways and opportunities for us to communicate and maybe get a better understanding about who we are and what we want to be or who we think we are and what we hope to be
1: yes yes and that's another thing that I want to do i i didn't want it to be and a lot of guys will say is this a male bashing book i don't i don't think that mm, it is no I don't think that it is at all, and I also want that dialogue for men. I would love to have a setting where there are women on one side, men on the other side, and we really get to express to each other how we feel in relationships when this happens. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes I think you can just deal with a person, oh, this is a woman, and She's just a woman, and, and 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 I'm going to tell her this lie. I don't know that anybody sets out to just lie. I don't know. Maybe they do, but it's just so yeah. bizarre to me. <laughs> but I want you to understand <laughs> what this felt, what how I felt when you when you lied to me. You didn't give me a choice. To to deal with you Or you didn't give me a choice to say no Or to say yes And you don't know that the last relationship hurt me And it was Mm -hmm. the same type of thing So you don't know the wounding that's happening here So, you know, I don't know if that will make a difference But I have not been a part of a conversation like that And I actually, I would like to facilitate something like that As a result of this book As, you know, I move forward a mm-hmm. dialogue between men and women, not the arguing back and forth, we're right, you're wrong, not that at all, no blame game, but just the heart of each group. You know, how do you mm-hmm. feel about relationships? And, and go right from there and see if we can at least, like you said, come to some understanding in mm-hmm. how the other person feels. And maybe we can move forward in a positive way because I believe, like you, that there are good men and good women who are, mm-hmm. they just don't meet each other or haven't met each other yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're both looking at the opposite sides of the room when they should be looking at each other.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah, I'm. Th- I, I am really. I am so grateful to have you on the show because of the fact that I got the opportunity to really. I'm enjoying myself. I got to read a good book, and I, then I get to have conversation in regards to the book with the actual author herself, and. It's really good to get both perspectives and, you know, both sides. You can hear what I have to say, and I can see the book that you wrote, but now I'm understanding what compelled you, what inspired you, what your motives and motivation was. And that's really important because it helps not only me, but it helps our listeners really get to feel how passionate you are about what you're saying and that it's not just about the book. It's about Um, living our lives and it's so much more than just the book
1: you know it is and and my goal here is I want every woman to be healed from that stuff because even if you think that you're okay but you still keep experiencing these types of relationships you're not okay you're not okay Mm -hmm. If you you go to bed at night and you cry about this thing, but you wake up the next morning and you put your tough skin on and you just find a a different way to operate and move in relationships, that's not the answer. It's just not. Mm -hmm. You know, you really have to step back and decide what do you really want. And it may be painful. You know, the subtitle of the book is Even Love Has Its Casualties. Mm
0: -hmm. Love can
1: hurt. Making the hard decisions can hurt loving yourself can can cause a little bit of pain because you may it may cause you to deny yourself some things you know, so getting to that place and understanding what you really want and not superficial things, you know not setting standards that are like he has to be six feet tall, he has to have hair and not be bald he not those <laughs> things you know, but really. Understanding what do you need if you are a Christian woman, you probably want a Christian man, and that's not a hard standard. It may be difficult for you to find the level of Christian guy you're talking about. I don't know. if you want a practicing Christian someone practicing their faith, you know, maybe you just have to wait a little bit longer for that. I don't know, but really understanding if you want kids, I've met women who want kids, date men who don't want any more kids. And that's just setting yourself up for failure, especially if you think you'll change him Mm -hmm. after he gets to know how great you are with kids or you'll be a great mom, then he'll change. I've met men who've left women after, you know, two- and three-year relationships because they said they didn't want kids going into the relationship, and the woman did, and it didn't change after three years. And now it's like, okay, now the relationship is over because now she's pressing him for you know, we I want to have a kid. And he's like, no, I told you no from the start. So just kind of understanding really where you are, what you want, what means something to you. And you may have to wait for that guy mm-hmm. to come along who is, you know, wants the same things you want.
0: Okay. Well, I guess it's time that we're going to have to kind of like, Wind down, and I wanted to tell you this was just an amazing opportunity. How can people keep in contact with you, find out more about the book? Where can they find the book?
1: Okay, you can visit me on the web at com. That's V A N E S S A W E R T S.com. I'm currently updating uh, the upcoming events page on my website and you can purchase the book through my website but you can also go to amazon.com and, and com to purchase the book in hard copy and you can also get the book on ebook wherever ebook is ebooks are sold so there's a multiple okay. ways and if you go to my website you can also get me on Instagram, Facebook and um Twitter.
0: Okay, great. That's excellent. Um, I would love to have you back whenever you want to come back because this was just such an engaging and enlightening conversation, Uh, and we can probably pick this up and talk about women's issues going forward, if you like.
1: That would be wonderful, yes. I would love
0: to. Okay, great. So I just want to just tell you thank you. Thank you so much, I'm telling people go out and get the book because it is a very good book. I'm going to tell my Christian friends and my women friends to to kind of, like, check this book out because it's really good and it has a lot of stuff in there they can probably relate to. And it may help them kind of figure out a few things as well. And what I always tell all of my um, listeners is that, um, you know, it's about doing things that that make you happy and, and, and make you feel like you are important to yourself. It's not always about making someone else outside of you feel good and feel great because you bring that energy with you wherever you go. And if that energy is not strong and positive, people can pick up on it. So I always say take care of yourself. That is so important because if you don't take care of you, no one else is going to. And also remember to follow your dreams. This right here is a prime example of someone who followed her dream. She believed in herself. She stuck with it. And she produced a piece of work that is going to be beneficial to a lot of people. She's going to be able to help a lot of people. And in doing that, you got to always, always, always remember, don't try to follow somebody else's dream because their plan is not your plan. What God has for you is for you. So just go do it. And most of all, you got to be blessed. So God bless you all. I want to thank Vanessa for coming on the show and spending time with us, telling us about her book, and letting us get to know who she is. This was an opportunity that I am grateful for, and I thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. It was a great pleasure.
0: You're welcome. To all my listeners, be safe. God bless. Goodbye. Content, visit us at the Coco Express talk radio.